0: Hey guys, welcome back in to another edition of the Knollcast. This is a solo episode. Ingram is uh, unavailable today, so we're going to talk a little Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, and to do that, I'm bringing in a guy I actually know through Twitter. I don't think we've ever met in in real life, but uh, I guess that's, you know, since COVID, a lot of people meet on the internet. Uh, Jamarcus Smith-Patrick, welcome to the show, man. Hey man, thanks for having me on. No doubt. Uh, So it's K-A-T-C-T-V-3? Yes, that's correct. Wow. Okay that that, yeah. is, that is a mouthful. And uh, you guys are uh, like the local station covering the Cajuns, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, two other stations here um, within the area. Um, we we try to do our best to be the best um, at covering what the Cajuns are doing. So uh, really enjoying my time here in Lafayette, man.
0: Absolutely. As always, a show brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Sellers, the great folks at with Chad and Shannon eight four four FSU Loan and uh congruity hr solutions as well as charlie park if you're up in tallahassee this weekend be sure to hit up charlie park. Are, are you are you making the trip we are not
1: we are not okay. i actually uh have a wedding that i'm in so i'll probably be uh looking at it from my phone as we're in between uh the wedding and stuff so that should be well actually no it's a, an 11 a.m kick so i might be able to look at it before we head uh to the weather there
0: you go i, I uh i've I, i've been uh been curious about this team. Uh, just ha- haven't watched him you know, throughout the year. I, I obviously we we watched little or not little. Excuse me, Louisiana, a pretty good bit I, as as you know, the Gators hired Billy Napier away. What what uh, what should FSU fans know about about the the new coach and, and kind of how things have changed uh, since Napier left?
1: Definitely, uh, Michael Desimo is the head coach. He's been on the staff for a couple of years. He's sat under Coach Napier and had an opportunity to learn from him. Um, he's a local guy from here in the Acadiana area. He, get, he graduated from Catholic of New Iberia, played college football at Louisiana back in the early 2000s. Um, and now he's here getting his shot to coach his alma mater. Um, and it's been no easy task for him because he's had a lot of guys to hit the transfer portal. Guys like Kyron Lacey, Imani Bailey, uh, Montrell Johnson, who went to Florida with Billy Napier. Um, he's had, you know, a senior quarterback in Levi Lewis, that was a three-year starter to graduate. Um, so many others that I'm not naming Osiris Torrance hit the transfer portal and went to Florida. And so a lot of people behind the scenes or out in the area have always been saying, you know, this team isn't going to be the same, or this team, uh, just isn't going to be good. And, you know, me and my coworker have always said, like, they have been in a lot of these ball games that they have been in a lot of these games that they've lost. They're 5-5 and on the season. And honestly, the two losses that I can really point to where they just flat out got beat was the Southern Miss game where they allowed them to score 20 points in the first quarter and then they were kind of battling back from there. A late pick six kind of sealed the deal for Southern Miss to win. And then Rice, because they scored 14 points, Rice did in the fourth quarter to eventually put them over the top and win the game. All of these other games Were one-possession games. The ULM game, twenty-one to sixteen, was the final. Uh, Troy they were up seventeen to nothing, and Troy wins twenty-three to seventeen. South Alabama uh, wins it twenty to seventeen. The Cajuns didn't score their first offensive touchdown until forty-four seconds were left in the fourth quarter. So this team has really been right there on the brink of potentially have been an eight and two program instead of a five and five program. But you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, this is who they are right now. I think that this team is still very good um, competing against Florida State, who has been on a very uh, hot streak as of late after losing to three straight uh, top 25 programs. Um, it's going to be their big challenge yet. But uh, Coach Dez, when we talked to him yesterday, he said that we just have to play our best ball game. And uh, that, he, you know, he gave a lot of credit to Florida State saying that their guys up front were a problem. Uh, one of the uh, newspaper writers asked, you know, what are they special at or particular area are they special at? And he kind of laughed and said they're special everywhere. Um, so it's a tall task that they have on Saturday, but
0: um, they're not going to back down. For sure. I, you know, One thing that, that I was looking into is that their strength of schedule within the conference this year uh, does feel quite a bit more difficult than it's been in prior years. And I, I found this, this stat interesting. You know, Billy Napier didn't face a single team from the Sunbelt West that made a, made a bowl game in the last two years. Yeah. And now I mean, you have other teams in that, in that division, man, that are really stepped up their game. Like this is the best Southern Miss team we've seen four or five years now. Definitely the best Troy team we've seen in a while. And South Al seems to have their stuff together. Like part of it's the players leaving, but part of it, like, I don't like, does Napier go undefeated against this Sunbelt or Sunbelt West slate? I feel like it's a lot tougher than it was last year.
1: It really is, man. Uh, You had a couple of guys transferring. I mean, even, uh, the quarterback at Georgia Southern, who the Cajuns just played on Thursday, uh, transferred in from Buffalo and is like the top three guy in the passing yardage in the country.
0: Oh, um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a competitive league. It's always been competitive, but it's just getting more and more competitive. I believe we were talking uh, before Coach Dez came in to, to speak with the media. And I think we said that there were 10 teams in the Sun Belt that were eligible four bowls or could potentially play in bowls right now, something along those lines. So this league is extremely competitive. Um, To say that it would have been Billy's league to win right now, I can't really say that because, you know, he would have still lost Levi Lewis. Um, He would have had a couple of more pieces, but you still have to go out and and put the ball down and play. Um, I think Dez has done the best that he could as a first-year head coach. Um, He is battling. Um, He had an early quarterback, I guess, battle earlier in the season where they were uh, playing with Chandler Fields and also playing with Ben Woolridge. And Chandler got hurt. And now Ben has taken over as the full time starter. Um, So it's been a lot of uh, processes where he's been trying to make decisions as he's going along. Um, A lot of the offensive line hadn't really jailed because a lot of those guys didn't practice in the spring. Um. So it's been a lot of, of a difference, and then you add more competitive teams into the Sun Belt on top of that. So it's just, it's been a strange year for the Cajuns. All
0: right, tell me about Michael Jefferson. I looked at my stat sheet here, and I see Michael Jefferson has more targets than any other two dudes on the team put together. I feel like if, if the Cajuns are throwing the ball, it's, it's going to Jefferson.
1: No doubt about it. Um, they call him MJ. He is definitely a guy that will play on Sundays. Um, he has a great ability. Um, he can run all the routes. Uh, he can go over the top. He can run slants and, and take off for 80 yard touchdown. Um, he's got great hands. I think he's about six, three, six, four. Um, and he can run. You know, I think that when the Cajuns are clicking, throwing the football, he's the type of guy that can knock the top off of defenses. But he's also the guy that can go and get 10 catches for you uh, on a day just depending on whoever you're playing. Um, The Cajuns historically have been a team that likes to run the football and let that set up the passing game. Uh, But Michael Jefferson has been the leader of a very packed wide receiver room. You got guys also along the way, John Stevens, uh, Jacob Bernard, so many others, Dante Fleming, who had a great game, but Michael Jefferson has kind of been the the leader of that room as a whole.
0: For sure. Uh, If – like the, the spread right now is is sitting at, at at twenty-four points. And this this isn't necessarily a betting show, but uh if if Louisiana is in this game still solidly by halftime, or like if, if for some reason like let's let's say an is clicking pretty well right now and, and Louisiana just is Louisiana's catching them at a bad time because they're like the healthiest they've been all year. So, you know, in that little October swoon, they had a bunch of guys out or or playing Playing pretty dinged up, and the bye week seems to have been mighty kind to of Florida State. If this game is is close in the third quarter, other than just kind of the token answer of well turnovers, right, which you know can kind of swing any game. Who who has balled out? Like like how does how do you write that story? How how do you tell that story to to your viewers back home if they do keep this thing real close? Who who, who kind of killed it for them?
1: Hmm. That's a pretty good question. I think honestly, it would come down to obviously the defense getting big stops, but also I think that running back Chris Smith who is a senior for the Cajuns, I think that he's been getting a lot of carries and a lot of breaking off some big runs here in some of these games later in the season. He actually was hurt for, I believe, two weeks uh, before uh, during the season. But now he is coming on really late, having a a couple of good performances. I think he had about 90 yards rushing uh, in the Troy game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if you're feeding him late in the game and it's a, still a close competitive game, or if you even have a lead on Florida State, I think we'll be saying that Chris Smith showed up, and I think that the defense was able to get back there and put pressure on the quarterback.
0: Awesome. Uh defensively, you said obviously you know defense getting stops. So the defense is rated by most of the power ratings as, you know, much better than the offense is. And I think part of that, as you noted, was they were kind of rotating quarterbacks earlier in the year, offensive line, had in jail. They like they lost more transfers. I feel like that would have affected chemistry on on the offense than they did the defense, but you still think the defense is a better unit than the offense here, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The defense has really shined for this team, and they've kept them in a lot of ball games. Um, I can think back to the Rice game when they were in Houston. I was there, um, and Caleb Anderson gets a pick six. Um, Andre Jones gets an interception. The offense isn't able to do anything with it. Uh, Nigel McGrief, a defensive lineman, drops back in coverage, and he gets an interception. Like, these guys force turnovers. These guys get stops. Um, But sometimes, you know, when the offense is getting in certain situations where they're not able to capitalize and score points and they're having to give it back to the opposing team's offense, eventually your defense does wear down. Um, So, you know, they don't give up a lot of big plays. Uh, they try their best to limit as many explosive plays as they can and create as many turnovers as they can. Um, and they've done uh, well throughout the season um, and it's led to the five wins that they've had and it's kept them competitive in a couple of the games that they have lost.
0: Who are some guys on on, on the defense who we might be looking back, you know, a year or two from now or or, or three and say, like, uh, that guy's in the NFL, like, hey, I, I covered him here at Louisiana or maybe, like, you know, he, he transfers to, you know, like, an Ohio State or something like that, Like, like a guy that's just. He's clearly next level, uh, you know, from this defense.
1: No doubt about it. Um, they actually have a guy, Eric Gear, who is a cornerback. Um, that he is a return specialist. Um, I think through his career, he has three uh, punt returning touchdowns, which is tied for the school record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he can just he can get active, man. Like if you kick it back there to him, a lot of teams have learned to just don't kick it in his direction, but he can go and, and make it. Happen. I mean, he can go and get in the end zone. He can flip the field, all of those different things. Uh, they also have an outside linebacker, in Andre Jones, um, who has garnered a lot of attention uh, about a 6'4, 6'5, 250 pound guy. Uh, he can come off the edge. He has dropped back in coverage a lot more this season and got that interception against Rice earlier in the year, but primarily he's a pass rusher. Uh, Zion Hill Green, who is a defensive tackle and is actually tied the school record for career sacks. Um, and has the opportunity to break that school record either this week or the next week um, as another guy that really comes to mind. Um, they've got so many other guys that I'm not thinking about or being able to call out. But when I think about the defense, those are the primary guys that you're talking about as leaders on the front in the secondary. Braylon Trahan, also a safety who's been a part of the program for a very long time um, and as a leader back there on the back end. So those are some of the guys
0: that really stand out on the Cajun's defense. Awesome. Um, Obviously, like Louisiana is one win away from playing for a bowl, which is, is a streak I'm sure they want to keep going they have Texas State remaining the, the week after this and uh Texas State is a team that uh, like I don't know if you watched them last week against South al but they got a lot of guys out on offense right now like I don't, I don't really know how many points they're gonna be able to score the the rest of the way is there anybody on Louisiana who's you know battling injury that if you're if you're michael DeSormo, you kind of think do we play him here? Do we save him to try to make a bowl? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there any guys that are kind of 50-50 as far as coming back off that injury that they're going to have to make decisions on?
1: They're about as healthy as they can be. You know, he mentioned um, in Monday's press conference as well that, you know, they have some guys that are nicked up. Uh, Zion Hill Green went out at one point in last week's game, um, but they are still as healthy as they can be. I don't think that he's going to hold anybody out. Um, he mentioned about having a you know a back against the wall mentality, and that's when the team plays at their absolute best. So I think that all of the guys that he has on the roster is going to be hungry to get on the field and try to get these guys that sixth win or even that seventh win have the opportunity
0: uh, to compete and and have a, a bowl. Awesome, um, you guys. By the way, I, I, if you guys are not watching us on the YouTube channel, uh, you guys can follow Jamarcus at JFitz, with a Z, Fitz TV. Uh, right yep, here. there you go, you got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, we, we have a pretty good, pretty good podcast audience too, so I was like, I make sure to get the call out for the uh, you know, for, the, for the Twitter. Ad. Is there anything else you, you want to plug here?
1: Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, man. Uh, stay up to date with all things Cajuns. Uh, we also cover a little bit of LSU. Um, uh, but if you're looking for anything raging Cajuns, be sure to follow myself, uh, my sports director Seth Lewis. I think his Twitter is at Seth Lewis Inc., and also Megan Glover. Um, uh, Megan G TV is her Twitter account as well. Um, this is a sports team that I love. I've known these people for a very long time in the business, Megan. I knew her growing up because we from the same city. Um, so if you want to know all things about raging cages, man, be sure to give us a follow.
0: No doubt about it. Jamarcus, man, really appreciate having you on.
1: Thank you for having me, man.